Welcome to Co-op Mode. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by the Canardian, the man in the north that actually celebrates the holiday the same time we do, Mark Canardian Carbon. I also think I might be further south than you. You might be. <laughs> I have to look at the longitude and latitude of the map and, yeah, and of the globe sure and see where we're at. Uh, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. Well, Mark, we are blessed by a returning member of the co-op team. We've got space on the couch and she is ready to join us. This is a hijink free episode and we are bringing back a little more Savage. AKA Savage. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Glad to be back. It's pretty cool. Well, we're glad to see you. Um, you no are issues. far south. <laughs> you know, you're, you're melting. You know, your house may be melting oh, as we speak. Dude, uh, here in Texas, it's horrible. I'm super south and it's it's either humid or dry and I don't like it either way. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I can't wait till winter. But then at the same time, I don't like the cold either. So I'm, I'm lost. I, I lose either way. <laughs> I said I moved to Minnesota because I don't like it hot. And we had 98, 99. And we've had more 90 degree days mm-hmm. this summer than ever before. So I'm like, and yeah, we're going to hit negative like 25 in like three months. So, you know, eh. it does the job. Oh, well, we're here to talk about video games, folks, not weather. I know you love weather when Charlie brings it up. So we'll move on. Um, you know, maybe there should be like a, a weather uh, discussion simulator, kind of like the PC simulate making games. There should be a guy who just, you know, does the weather, like a meteorology game. Is there money to be made? I think I would play that. I think I would play that. <laughs> As a child, I was fascinated by the weather guy, and I'm like, I always wanted to do the weather. Storm chasing was like my number one like mm. fantasy. I wanted to go out and chase the tornadoes, <laughs> but that's another subject. Twister. Yeah. I I actually. <laughs> My scholarship when I was going to, uh, so I have an R- I had an ROTC scholarship in the Air Force, and I was supposed to be a me- go for meteorology. So I could have been a weatherman, but I nice. chose to go elsewhere. So, but fun fact. So now you know something more about Todd that you didn't know a couple of hours ago. Uh, but we're going to get into while we're here, um, and that is because of the awesome group of friends we have that made us the podcasting team we are today, our, our group of friends we love to have that support us, and one of those friends is Famous Seamus. He is renowned for being the most famous Seamus of all time, and uh, he uh, posts on our Discord, uh, and we've shared this around, but we want to continue to support this, that the fact that his parents both have cancer. Cancer is a beast, and it doesn't. It sucks the life out of you. It sucks the funds out of you. It sucks uh, everything around you. Uh, but it brings out the best in a lot of people to support those who are suffering through it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, famous Seamus has created a GoFundMe page, or there's one. There's a GoFundMe page for his parents. The good news is it's doing really well, but we want to do even better. We want to support these folks because you never know how long it's going to take, the resources needed, um, and just even pay the bills, pay medical bills, uh, pay for a meal because you can't cook. Uh, so uh, we want to support that. I, I There'll be a link in the um, the podcast notes when you see this, when it comes out. So uh, click on that link. Check it out. So with that, Famous Seamus, we love you. Wish your parents the best and a quick recovery. Uh, we also want to thank our Patreon Secret Friend Squad. Our best buds, Jamie Prinky, thank you so much. BFFs, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken, um, thank you for your support. A big shout out to Schloss Ritter, by the way. 
He is so involved in our Discord. A man of a million memes. Uh, oh my goodness, he always gets he always gets involved with everything we're doing. He even told us, Mark, today that our feed was kind of broken. Uh, <laughs> so, I saw that, and I was like trying to bounce in like while I was working and stuff, and I just didn't have a chance. But uh, I love that he he catches that stuff, and he's just so involved. Literally, like the best. Yes, he's a, he's a man we don't know his real name. We'll never know, but he's just sloshed really <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, and we want to say for anyone who wants to try out a free trial of Patreon, by all means, check it out. Seven days trial. You can watch everything under the sun. I just dropped my newest episode of Fansplaining, and it was a great episode with Matthew Keel all about music. We had a blast just going back, talking about our first concerts, uh, favorite mm-hmm. albums, uh, our favorite like fake band it was just a great conversation all about music. So if you like music, um, definitely check it out because uh, Matt's a great guy. He's to podcast with them and he loves music. So, Mark, I think I've uh, taken care of all of our paperwork, uh, filed yes. everything away. I think we're ready to get into one of my favorite parts of the show. So, Mark, this week, I think you approved this one. Yep. But you asked for clarification. I did. So this week's it's biggest pet peeves in games. So Savage, you've played this game before. Don't need to explain it. Basically, you're buying the thing you like the most or tolerate the most. You're mm-hmm. you're returning the thing that you hate and you're renting the thing that's so-so. You know, you go either way. Uh, so with this week with pet peeves, I picked three because I'm deep into Starfield, loving the game, but there are a lot of people. Pet peeves. If you go on Twitter right now, you are hearing all about the pet peeves. But these don't necessarily are specifically to, to, to Starfield, but they are our part of gaming as we know. Everybody has a pet peeve. I could have probably listed a billion of these. My son told me a million of these. Uh, so I listed no mini map. So basically, you want to get around the map, uh, see where your points of interest are. It's not there. Where do you go? I know uh, both of you guys are you guys are Sea of Thieves players. So having a map is essential for a pirate's life. Without that, you're just looking at the water and dolphins. But there's no mini map. Yeah. I mean, there is no mini yeah. map. Well, you have a mini map. There is no, no, no mini map, map on the corner. Always on. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not like there on the corner that shows you exactly the pinpoint. Like, let's just say you land on the island. Let's say mm-hmm. Wonder's Refuge. It's a huge, huge, huge island. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do Wonder's Refuge. I'm going to do the uh, freaking island that I hate the most because it's huge and there's a bunch of like everywhere. Uh, Old, uh, old faithful that mm. was it's a horrible island and if you don't know where you're going you're going to get lost on the island again there's no mini map you can't tell whether it's up there like if the x marks the spot is on your map for your treasure dig um you're just like constantly zooming in to try to see <laughs> where exactly it might be and you can't tell if it's on the top if it's on the bottom it's yeah so, yeah. no, I understand that pet peeve. No mini map, it's irritating. I mean, we live yeah. through GPS these days. You always <laughs> want to know where you're at and where things yeah. are at on your map. Uh, encumberment is the second one. That is essentially you got too much gear, it slows you down, you can't fast travel, um, and then you have to dump your gear. You don't know what's good, you want to sell stuff, you don't have somebody to pawn it off to. It's a pain in the butt, and they never know how much. Is that is that three pounds? Is that going to put me over the limit? Don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a pain in the butt. Um, and then uh, no quick save slash auto save, meaning you're dealing with checkpoints or you're dealing with like save slots. 
And this is more of an older thing, but you still find this in games. So this is essentially is, you know, you think of like, oh, I'm going to fight a boss. Well, there's no autosave or quick save before that boss. So now you have to hike halfway across, um, you know, the planet to get back to the boss. It's just a pain in the butt. So I've described these. Now I want to hear both of yours opinions. So Savage, what are you buying? What are you renting? What are you returning? Uh, okay. So I'm probably going to buy um, I guess dang it it's really hard this is um, tough. okay so, uh, return is the one that you hate the most right just to clarify return is the one you hate the most yes. okay. so that would be encumberment because Ooh. I like Again, like dealing with CFDs, I'm a gold hoarder at heart. If I see a shiny, I pick it up. I want it. Like, I got to have everything. So if I'm like, ooh, a new plant, I got to pick it up. Whether it's like, let's just say Valhalla. Um, playing a uh, Val- Valhalla. Valheim or Valheim? I don't know how you pronounce it. There you go. Whatever. <laughs> so that game, if I see some sort of new plant, I need it. But then I'm trying to fight like these orcs or goblins that are coming after me. And then I'm like... You picked up too much stuff. You picked up a tiny little flower, and now you can't move. You're moving slow. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. I hate that. That's biggest pet peeve. I just want to be able to have unlimited pocket space, like a nev- bag of never-ending space. So that one I will re- definitely just return. Like, I don't nope, nope, not encumberment. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, rent, would probably be – um. Minimap. Because if you play the game often enough, you're going to get to know, like, your islands. You're going to get to know, like, mm-hmm. the secret, you know, cubby spaces or, you know, whatever. So if you play it often often enough, um, it'll just be come natural to you to where you know where you are. Same, like, again, dealing with Sea of Thieves. I know I'm going to say Sea of Thieves a lot. Sorry. It's a game I've it's been playing touch, for five It's your years. touch point. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't, like, I'll... I'll be able to uh, navigate the seas without even actually having to look at the map down below on my deck. I know just by certain rocks where I'm at on the map. I've played it for five years. I've already learned it, so that one's fine. I can deal with that one, a mini map. And then the thing I would probably buy, it was just it would be that quick auto save because I'm the type of person that likes to um, save their stuff just in case. Because even the game say, uh, says that it saves it, I will still go back and save it manually myself over what the game actually saved. Just I don't know why. It's just a habit. Just a just-in-case type thing. So what if I said oh. there's no save anywhere? How about that? No save anywhere? <laughs> yeah, correct. You can only do checkpoints or like you have to get a save slot and it's at a specific location. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, I'm like, it's fine. I'll stay up an extra two hours just to get to that save point. Because <laughs> with my squirrel brain, I'm going to be distracted off and I'm like, oh, crap, I got to get to the save point before I can get off the game. <laughs> I'm not going to bed tonight. I guess. And then, yeah. I and then husband's yeah. like, are you coming to bed? I'm like, OK, just after this, I get to the saving spot there. Just got to beat the boss, hon. That's what I say. Two hours <laughs> later. <laughs> Yep, and you're like, I hope this has a save or rest 
the rest, whatever you put your console to rest. I hope it works or, you know, yep. you, nobody turns off the, the system or, you know, swaps exactly. out wants to play. Yeah. Kind of like the old okay, Nintendo so days, right? Mm-hmm. Where you yeah. basically had no save. And it's like, oh, crap. I got to leave this yep. thing running all day. Start it all mm-hmm. over. Yep. Well, very good. I like those. Yep. I like those. Mark. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this was this was a tough one. This was a really good, uh, great concept, but also great options. So kudos, Todd. This is this is a good one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm going to return no quick save or auto save. Like that's the worst one for me because like I just just where my life is like there's at any point that i'm playing anything i can be like uh oh finn's trying to jump off the staircase <laughs> i should maybe not be playing this right now so it's like i love like i love that's why i love the xbox series x so much is that i can just shut it off and it's just like suspended uh saved like unless it's an online game like some games don't do that and it's always like it, I always notice it so much. Whereas like, you know, I've been playing Starfield and it's like, I just jump right back into where I was. There's a quick save function. I can save anywhere. If I'm playing Pokemon on my Ambernick or something like that, again, I can either suspend or save it anywhere. That's great for playing old NES games, all that kind of stuff like that. Quick little suspend point is so crucial to how I enjoy games now. Uh, not always the case. I used to like, you know, and that that plays into my enjoyment of some games like the Resident Evil franchise comes to mind. Like that stress mm-hmm. of when did I save last? Do I have enough ribbons? <laughs> where's the latest <laughs> kind of thing? You know, like where's where's the, the most recent checkpoint uh, typewriter, whatever, like that added to the fear of Resident Evil. So I appreciated that back in the day. But right now, I don't have time for that. You know, like that's that's just where I'm at. So I'm I'm gonna return no quick saves because I just I, no time. I just I, I need I need my quick saves. I need my suspend points. Um, I'm going to rent encumberment because it's not not the worst. You know, it's not awesome. I hate that kind of thing where you're just like, I'm going to pick up this. I'm going to pick up that, especially early on, even if you're just like collecting things, but you're also like, I need to save up money because I'm just starting the game. I just need to start this and I'm going to just pick up everything and then I'm going to sell it back to a vendor and everything's worth a dollar, but you're going to pick it up anyway. But, um, and then like you say, you pick up half of a butterfly's wing and suddenly you just can't run anymore. Like, what is that? I'm carrying seventeen swords. Yeah, right. Here's three (laughs) grains of salt. Sorry, barbarian, you can't run anymore. Then you're Uh, doing like weight comparisons. Well, that thing's like five pounds, and that thing's like two pounds. But that thing will probably get me more money. Yeah, yeah, it's It's, it's horrible. uh, Yeah, it's it's always a pain in the ass. Uh, It's the Sophie's choice of like bad gaming. It's like oh, so the way I'm playing. I've played enough games where that's driven me crazy that the way I'm playing Starfield is I'm like, if that's not worth a ridiculous amount of money, I'm leaving it. Like if that's not 
something that I think I'm immediately going to be able to sell or use. Nah, this game's big enough and I'll put thousands of hours into it. I'll come back. I'll get another one. It's fine. So like at first, I, I just, I, cause I in, immediately had flashbacks to like Skyrim and just oh, picking yeah. up everything and just being like, this, is mine, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. How far is my house away so I can stash all my crap? <laughs> so that's that's how I've been going in. So yeah, I'm going to return that one and uh, buy, I guess, uh, no no mini map because some games you don't need it. Like like Savage said, like sometimes you just you know the game well enough, or it's built in that that's part of the game that you shouldn't always know where you're going. I can I can appreciate that, right? Like I, I can I can kind of get behind the no mini map kind of thing, um, especially. So does no mini map completely cut out waypoints on your screen? Oh no, like like uh, breadcrumbs. Yeah, or like, like you, you, know, you mark a spot like, and then it shows you like <coughs> how to get there. Yeah, or yeah. A, a spot of how to get there, or like yeah, like a like well, like again. I'm just going to keep referencing Starfield. So like Savage keeps referencing Sea of Thieves. I'm going to just keep on Starfield. So the way Starfield's been doing it is like it's directional. So you're the place you have to go, there'll be a blue dot just on your screen and it's just there. So you face the right direction and you're facing forward. There's a blue dot where you have to go. If it's down a level, it's kind of close to the ground. If it's up a level, it's kind of in the sky. And if you're on the right level, it's straight ahead. There's no mini map. It's just like, on the horizon and if you line up perfectly you can be like it's 200 meters away let's go so i i I like that kind of just you know almost mark it on my hud rather than have that you know dinky little mini map that i have to keep looking down to and you know are you constantly spamming though your uh your breadcrumbs so no, the scanner, the if it's you click just, the scanner in Starfield, it's giving you like actual arrows on where to oh, go. Yeah. No, I hardly press that. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, hardly press that at all. Um, unless I'm scanning right now. I, I'm like, it's like playing the, what the, the, the uh, Gotham games, right? In, using oh, detective mode. I almost play the game completely in detective mode. Like everything looks black and white and frame shaded. Yeah. Nope. Got to have it. I got to know what I can scan. Got to see what I can do. <laughs> Same thing. I'm like always scanning in Starfield. Like, who's that dude? What you got? Oh my God. Can I click, can I pick that thing up? What or is, is it just part of the environment? Looking thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I got to scan it again. I, um, I got to get no, you know, I, 20% I, more. So far, I've only been scanning like animals and and like resources and stuff. I haven't really been scanning like people or things. I I, I really have hardly pressed that button. So oh uh, no, I'm just following the little the little dots. That's it. We have so different play styles. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> have you met me, Mr. ADD? <laughs> like right. Yeah. No, I'm like space pirates. Let's kill those. No time for scanning. Mike's, Mark's like, you're like, pirates. I've got to, I've got to see my whole vista. I'm just absorbing mm-hmm. everything. I can't be looking at a map in the corner. That's all I look at the map in the corner. What's going on in the world? I don't know. I'm looking at that little two inch square in the corner of my screen. <laughs> no, no time for that. Let's go. Stuff to kill. Places to explore. I see what you're saying. I see, I see your yeah. viewpoint. I value, yeah. I value your opinion, Mark. <laughs> oh, uh, what about you? How's what, what? How are you feeling with, with your choices here? Uh, these are rough because they all have places where I've been burned or mm. 
yeah. certain games can leverage it well to your point. Like, you know, I can do this or do that to mitigate the pain and suffering. Um, I think where I've been burned the most, um, and it would be more like the save anywhere where I've had bad saves before. And this is where I'm like returning uh, no quick save auto save because mm-hmm. I have saved um, like in a Resident Evil when I had the worst possible like um, status, like I have no health mm-hmm. potions or I have no things. And I'm like, shit, I got to take the bag. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Oh, okay, crap. I have to go back to an old, old save. That's way too long. Cause I didn't, didn't have ability to, to save scum or whatever you're saying. So I kind of, it, it ends up being like also a waste of time. It, it, it drives you nuts. And it's like, Oh, it's, it's like, cause time is so valuable and, and I mm-hmm. hate redoing things that I've already done that maybe I got through the skin of my teeth and I'm like, oh, I get to do that again, but I'm actually in a worse spot, worse spot than I was before again. Like you get a, you fight a, a bad guy where there's like a save point, but then after you, if you reload that save point, oh, you don't get to use those items. I'm mm-hmm. like, why? That's yeah. So it's another pet peeve of mine, but yeah, the no quick save, the no quick save auto save or just ability to save anywhere. Oh, I'm so glad where most games do not, you know, don't have that feature anymore. If you do, if it's part of the design element, but if it's just because they didn't put that, put that in because they're like, ah, eh, we didn't want it to for no reason. Um, then yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, any of the Souls games where, mm-hmm. holy cow, there's no save anywhere. You're going to a bonfire. That's your point. It could be 350 miles away from where you're going and you have to go back and do it again. Oh, horrible. So that's what I'm returning. Um I'm going to um, return no minimap um, because in certain games, the world is so complex or the wayfaring in like the points. This I think of like the first Jedi, uh, first Jedi game, Mark. The yeah. map in that game was so bad. You got hung up. You're like, wait, I think I'm there. No, it's not. You're in the wrong level. But I'm like, I can't tell. And I'm looking around. I'm just wasting my time trying to find it. And uh it, dry, it drove me nuts. Um, I yeah. stopped playing uh, Darksiders. The last game they made it was really fun. It was a great game. Mm. The, it had like no mini map, so I couldn't tell where I was at. So I didn't know where what I explored before either. So I don't like it when like Diablo without a mini map. That'd be hella hard mm. because it's such yeah. a big area and you you start revealing parts of it. And that's what's great about the mini map. So without a good one, it gets to be very frustrating, especially in a game that's so huge. And you get lost easily. And I am so like, and then I get start getting distracted because of my ADD. Um, and then I never get where I'm going. And then I've got, you know, like in, in Breath of, like in Tears of the Kingdom, Mark, I've got 70 hours in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I get easily distracted. So I need something to keep me focused. So the mini map really helps. But I too mm-hmm. also value the fact that you should be enjoying the world not being looking at the little two inch square thing in your map and not enjoying the beautiful artwork, the world that's building and just exploring and finding something cool. So yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm returning that uh, or uh, renting that uh, by encumberment. I've dealt with it. It's a problem, but I can deal with it. I found there's certain ways you can do uh, get around that. Like in, in Starfield, you can load up your companions with crap. You can use your ship. There's little compartments. You can fill it up. So you become a hoarder on your own terms. You've got to have a support system for that. So you can have hoarding friends. Um, we'll see that. That's nice. Yeah, Todd, I see that. Okay. I'll, this time it's okay. Huh? Uh, so 
So I can deal with encumberment, but it does suck because it does feel like, especially Mark, what you said, like in a game where you're like, you're not sure about the rules or what's valuable and what's not. So you're like, did I miss something that was cool? And they just make everything you can pick up. So I'm right back at uh, Skyrim again, and it does get to feel like that. Oh, man, but I can deal with it. I just have to work on myself. So there should be like an encumberment 101 or something like that. Some 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 self-help tapes. Oh, well. Well, uh, we had a couple folks, Mark, in the group that uh, gave us their thoughts. So um, you want to take the first one? Yeah. Uh, Slosh Ritter uh, wrote in Discord. He's going to buy no quick save or autosave. Manual save files are fine. And sometimes autosave can hose you in a bad situation. Not as often anymore, thankfully, but yeah, definitely used to happen so many times. Now you can kind of pick and choose, you know, if the most recent save file. I get that. I, I totally get that. That's a, that's a valid one. Uh, rent, no mini map. Uh, I learned a game before that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Heck, we really had any kind of in-game map back then, uh, but it can be handy for keeping your bearings, especially in first-person games. Yeah. Totally valid. Not every game needs a map. Like you think of a game like, you know, like a, a Mario game or something like that too. Like there's so many games that just straight up don't need a map. So I, I get the return on, uh, or the, the rent on that one. Good, uh, you know, solid choice. And then rent encumberment, uh, or return encumberment, sorry. Uh, as fun as inventory Tetris can be, I hate leaving things behind or being slowed by extra weight. I might need that later. Items proceed to sit in inventory until after the final boss. <laughs> uh, so true. Solid, solid choices. I mean, yeah, that's it. Go it's... back to go back to Resident Evil once again. What did Resident <laughs> Evil do? It makes you not only have limited inventory; it has to fit in the like. It has to be like Tetris, like you know your your ammo, and if it doesn't fit right, it's like oh god. Yeah, they know how to do it though. It's it's for a purpose. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, the the I might need that later kind of thing, and you just you one hundred percent finish a game, and you're like, oh, I guess I I didn't need that rock I picked up on the opening path of the game. Whoops, that's my part. My my whole um, ADHD of of having to check, like you know, pick up everything. I'm mm-hmm. like, what if I need this feather later? What if there's something yeah. that I'm gonna require the feather, feather for? Is this Always. an important yeah. feather? Is this a game changing feather? I'm gonna keep it. And yep. I put it in my back. <laughs> I won't let it go. <laughs> I'd rather die 85 times and use that health potion I might need later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, what a waste. Okay. Edward Varnell says uh, from the Boss Rush Network at the Retro Code, uh, buy encumberment. Okay. He's very quick. Ed, Ed's just like moving on. Uh, rent, no quick save, auto save, and return, no mini map. Okay, so we really didn't have a quorum, but that's okay. I like it. everybody has a different opinion, so that's why game designers can't figure anything out because they don't know what we want. <laughs> that's it. I don't know if we We're know. What we want, this, is, this is good. Yeah. If they only did everything we all wanted, it would be a perfect game. Goodness. That would never well, happen. now we're at the time we get to talk about what we've actually been playing. So this is this should be a very fun episode because, um, you know, it's getting to be a very crazy year. And the games you're playing are probably like the best of the best. It's not like you're playing that, you know, game you rented once because you thought it looked interesting and it was, you just returned it right away. So with that, Savage, what have you been playing? Well, I've actually been um, still stuck on Sea of Thieves. Uh, again, what? Sea of Thieves has been uh, five years, going on six, 
years and still coming out with new updates and, and new things to do. So, like, for example, recently we have a, uh, a new Tall Tale released, actually a couple of days ago. And basically, it's this, this Tall Tale was introduced almost two months ago, and it's based on the classic 90s game, The Secret of Monkey Island, with Guy, Guy Brush and his disorganized character, and he thinks he's, like, a badass. Anyways, they incorporated that game into Sea of Thieves because it's based on, you know, pirates or whatever. Basically, he wants to become a awesome and the badass pirate and so he travels to this island meets this girl falls in love bad guy kid kidnaps love of his life and it's this whole story so anyways we're basically they incorporated that into it and so we're in the process now of uh releasing guy brush guy brush from his curse that he was you know whenever you travel to sea of thieves he was cursed so we got to find all these things and do all this fighting ghost pirates and all this other stuff like <laughs> insulting pirates is a task that you have to do um so you know how like they have these these retorts and stuff like oh no one's ever no one has ever be beaten me on the sea and you're like well good thing i'm on land you know <laughs> you have to learn how to like <laughs> talk crap in the game I and that one took me forever because I am not a great crap talker. Like I cannot, I'll just, I'll just kill you. That's it. I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to kill. Okay. So yeah. I have to figure out like, what do I have to say? What do I, what snide remark can I throw at you to beat this level? And that was the hardest part for me on that one. But yeah, Sea of Thieves is probably still my number one um, game recently. Uh, then I got a little bit of uh, a, a hook on Halo Infinite. Oh, nice. Halo Infinite. Um, I've always been a Halo fan ever since Halo came out, Halo Reach. Um, and then with the Master Chief Collection that was released out, and I had all the games, and now it's Halo Infinite, and I'm stuck. I'll stream that, and I will get up to 20. The most I've gotten is 27 kills. But I die a lot still, so it's fine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the greatest. But you better watch out because I'll come up from behind you and I'll, I'll punch you. <laughs> <laughs> they get the melees where like, you, you hit them with either the gun or your, your elbow. Man, there was one time where I got like 10 elbows to the face. Of, well, not I elbowed people to the face 10 times. And so, yeah. I got a bull true and I got all sorts of little, you know, things. So if I get near you, you better knock me out before I get oh, near wow. you because then I'm going to punch you and then I'm, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one, um, Starfield. Recently. All right. uh, yep. I, I saw that and I was like, I got to get that. As I'm playing it, I've played a lot of um, other space games, Elite Dangerous and uh, No Man's Sky. To me, it's kind of a mixture of those both. Mm. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder, wonder what's different. You know, so I'm just in the middle of playing. I actually just recently started it not too long ago. So I'm still kind of like learning the basics and, you know, getting all this, the scanning, you know, traveling from planet to planet. I'm just like exploring right now. To the point where I'm like, yes. I don't even pay attention to the robot that your companion does with mm -hmm. you he'll say something and i'm like wait what did he say because i'm distracted <laughs> at a rock or <laughs> yeah i'm like wait 
did he say something important that I have? Because I'm like looking at this rock, trying to examine the minerals, what it's made of, and all that stuff. And I'm reading and I'm like, hmm. oh, you said something. And I'm like, how do I get him to repeat his dialogue? So <laughs> <laughs> I get lost. So those three are the games that I'm playing. And I'm just in like in, enveloped in all those right now. Well, very so cool. Since we've all been playing Starfield, we want to all just talk about our experiences so far. So, um, yeah. behind me, you can see my character, Brick McGriff. That is my character. Uh, he is a kind of buff dude. He's a vanguard. Um, he's got an adoring fan. Um, yeah. I can't remember what his other attributes are, but uh, the game is a lot of fun. I mean, what did you guys pick? Uh, oh. I mean, because. Yeah, for your class me, or whatever you pick, your let story. Let me go back because I have I created a channel just for Starfield in my Discord, and no one's put their stuff yet because you know it's brand new or whatever. I don't know how many people are playing it. I guess I'm the only nerd playing it right now. But I picked for my traits an empath, an introvert, and a neon street rat. Ooh. Cool. And, introvert. Um, I wonder if I can send this to you so you can put it behind you because I can't. I I don't know how to put the green screen. I don't have one of those. Oh, if you, if you, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can send pictures in, in Zencaster, but if you put it into Discord, I okay. can then toss it behind me as well through NVIDIA. Okay. Uh, it's NVIDIA broadcast. Yeah. Let me see here. Mark, if you, if you, I don't know if you have the ability to do the same thing. I could do the same thing too. Uh, Let's see if I can do it real quick. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave my, but I, I did, I do remember. So I, I uh, picked up Bounty Hunter. I do also have an adoring fan. Um, I picked, one of the, um, like you grew up in the certain religion or whatever it was, okay. uh, because I read that that's the only way that you can unlock certain chests. Oh, so if you pick one of those, that's um, right. you have access to a specific chest for that organization. If you don't pick either of the organizations, you don't get access to either chest. If you pick one over the other, you don't, you know, you like, so I yeah. lost access to the two chests that I didn't pick uh, as my background, but I figured just randomly picking one of those factions and opening up one chest was better than none. So that's, that's where I went. And uh, the other one, I can't remember mate extrovert, I think, or something like that. Basically anything that would, I thought would give me a decent buff. And then the adoring fan, I just thought was hilarious. So, um, but yeah, and, and a bounty hunter. Um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, the uh, the the adoring fan uh, looks like our friend Luke Lore. There's been a lot of memes about it. Um, I love that, and he's kind of goofy. Kind of sounds like he's kind of German, maybe. And he just runs into you, and he becomes part of your crew, and he brings you gifts. Just very weird, and I love it. Um, and you're you're absolutely right about the different when you select, you know, your background, your story. Um, it kind of gives you. A, a pro and a con though, because there's certain things like, oh, you get this, but there's a uh, a take from from the what they give you. So, um, which is kind of fun. I thought the one the weirdest one was like, you have parents and they love you, but you have to give them two percent of your income every month. I'm like, I'm like, no, I like mm. money. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad, I'm not paying you. <laughs> Somebody was saying there was a story about that where they actually ran into their parents at like a club. Uh, in space and your parents try to avoid you which i thought was so hilarious it's like it's kind of crazy that they would do something like that right i mean it was like oh yeah mom and dad are kind of swingers oh that's kind of 
weird. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to know that. <laughs> yeah. There are certain things you don't want to know about your parents. Like, you know, you know, you know what, when they're in the room, knock. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> um, so with, with that, um, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can approach this. You can go straight through the mission and go through your quests, um, or you can just do whatever you want. Right now, I'm not following the golden path. I've become a vanguard. So I'm kind of like a space cop. And my first mission was amazing because essentially it turned into like a horror film. Like I was an alien. Um, There was a xenomorph that had uh, basically been attacking a colony and I had helped them um killed all of the, the the people on the planet um and you had one scientist who was there who wanted to get a specimen of the creature but she couldn't leave and help you so it became like a stealth mission and you can't i tried attacking the beast once that went horribly wrong like i couldn't do any damage so they set it up so it kind of felt like an alien film where you're kind of like setting up a trap for the xenomorph and it was crazy. I loved it. I loved how they pulled it off. Um, I don't know if you've been offered that mission, but it, it's like, I think the way this game is, I don't think it can spoil anything for me except for the main story because everybody will have, you know, you'll go to a different planet. You'll find all those different viewpoints. And, you know, what I need to start working on is my backpack or my jetpack or whatever um, mm. because I don't want to walk like eight, million yards on a planet after i've seen kind of like oh there's not much here um i want some fast travel so apparently has anybody unlocked the, the jetpack so far i haven't i forgot there was one and i looked i'm like oh i've got a backpack oh no, that's not a backpack that's a jetpack and Whee! uh exactly and <laughs> i started, an hour and I for, <laughs> exactly just flying around and you know just looking around hey what i'm gonna that's, do i'm gonna throw people me things, me all those rocks you picked up. <laughs> yeah you can throw yeah it's like right? <laughs> exactly and i heard once you start unlocking it enough that you like you unlock that that skill like if you get to a certain level you get slow motion too which means that like ah. in a combat situation just imagine Ooh. that like you're going slow you can picking like slow down off. things yes yeah that would be like kind of so like a like, cyberpunk thing oh yeah oh, or like max pain you, you know when you're diving that. slow Yep, Matrix. Yeah. That system in uh, in Fallout. It's crazy. Mm. I mean, I, I love that you can do any of those things, and uh, they really just allow you to do that. So, uh, so so far, what's your favorite part of the game? Um. Well, again, I I literally just started, so I I spent forever creating my character. I was very like I went through the whole details, like made sure like the eyes were just perfect. Like, I wanted wanted her look similar to me. This was as best as I I got it. I sent you the picture by the way. Yes, um, I will have it up in one so second. <laughs> I try to look, make it look, you know, as much as I I could to myself. Um, added a, a cool little scar because I think you know I was looking at all the scars and there was one above her like right eye. I was mm. like, ooh. I like that. I like the way it looks. It makes me look tough. It makes me look evil. Like, do I really want to mess with her or mm. do I not? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I barely started, um, took off, and I landed on the moon, like the nearest moon to this planet that I was on. Uh, I can't remember what moon it was. Key, key something? Uh, hold on. Crete. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm barely like right there at that spot, mm. like right at the beginning. Cause in all, like I just take too long to do everything else. I'm taking my time. I've if, seen people. If you're on watching Twitter, the video, you can see you can see Savage's oh, yeah, character that's, behind that's me. Character right so <laughs> check out the video. Nice. So, um, so yeah, I'm taking my time. I've heard like on um, X Twitter, aka Twitter, people have already beaten the game in like three hours of after getting it. I'm just like, no, why? Enjoy the game. I think that's as yeah, for it three is. hours. I think is the current speed run record. Yeah. I'm just like, nope, I can't. Has yeah, the game all about just beating the main quest? I don't think the the main quest has ever been the point of a uh, of a Bethesda game, right? I I heard that focusing on the main quest kind of helps in this game. Uh, usually in Bethesda games, and this was just one article that I saw, but usually Bethesda games, it's like you can do anything but the main quest, and you're going to have a good time. But in this one specifically. I can't remember what the reasoning was behind it, but it was basically saying like, follow the story, do that, and then come back and explore, and explore and everything. The, everything else. I think that's and what you, they, they yeah, did tweet it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Basically golden pathing um, the game so far as much as I can. Like a little tiny bits of exploration, but definitely not in the same way that I used to explore like Skyrim and just be like, okay, pick a direction. Let's go. And you know, so it's, it's not a Skyrim feel. It's not a breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom feel. I'm very much again, following those little dots on my radar, following the next story beat, going to this planet, that planet, trying to see what the artifacts are, what the main, story beats are all that kind of stuff and kind of build up my crew and everything else. And then I'll come back and explore everything. So um, I'm playing this really differently than I usually play these big open world games. Um, and I, I, I don't know exactly why I'm doing it that way, but it was part of that part was that article or those things that I saw of like, gonna, yeah, golden path that finish the story and then go crazy. So um, I'm really enjoying that though. Uh, and, and, the just the, the character interactions and um just how how big it is and i saw something like i, I think alana pierce actually flew manually flew to one of the planets i think she was going to pluto or something like that and i don't know where her starting point was but she like flew to the planet and it took seven hours and then she phased through the planet or something instead of landing on it or some ridiculous thing like that so Use those quick travel points. Uh, apparently, Pluto it's not worth it. <laughs> Pluto's um, not a talent. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> dwarf planet. Um, but yeah, so I, it's you know I know people are trying to break the game and and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I'm I'm very much just kind of enjoying hopping from planet to planet and seeing all the future realistic future tech. And, and that side of things that it's not all super outlandish. Like I just kind of, I left Mars, but I thought Mars was really interesting because they talked about, you know, they built everything underground immediately. They built the whole colony underground. Everything was underground because you can't really deal with 
the Martian landscape and no atmosphere and all that kind of stuff that comes with it. So like, yeah, of course you're going to get there and build everything underground because that's the safest place there. So that kind of stuff I'm really enjoying. I'm really uh, kind of digging just the science behind it and how the, how well it's being thought out. Um, it's, it's really, really cool so far. Yeah. It's um, definitely a game where people have said the game really starts once you finish it, but I've heard mm-hmm. also then, but take your time because uh, no one's been very clear to say what happens when you do. It, they haven't said like, oh, you can still go back and do all the other stuff. Sometimes when you finish a game and it's still open world, things get turned off and you yeah. don't you lose an ability to do things. So that's always my fear. It's like, well, if I do that, it's kind of like the game says, are you sure you want to go forward? Because it's it'll, like, it'll oh, this is where the game's going to end. To I complete think, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they're they'd be pretty good at mentioning that because one of the first things is, you know, you take one of your exploration buddies out and it basically says up front, like very, very clearly, like if you do this, she will be part of your party. She will follow you around until you complete this mission. Are you sure you want to do this? So I'm pretty sure like if there's something like that in this game, I think we're going to have a good warning. I, I think so if you're if you're finishing some big final thing and it's like, hey, if you do this, you're not going to be able to go finish this, this, this and this and this. So I, I, I hope there's a warning like that. And it seems even so far, like just a few hours in. I think that's going to be the case. I think they're they're really cognizant of like, hey, if you do this, like shit's locked in. Otherwise, like yeah, choices you make are just choices it's fine everything's fine i uh unfortunately made a decision at one point to bring the one woman with me rather than the Mm -hmm. robot and i really want the robot because the robot's hilarious he's pretty high powered uh the woman is very smart but she got taken out a couple times by the Mm -hmm. the the fauna i guess wildlife fauna um i'm like oh crap you have to heal her and you have to use one of your health potions or your health packs to save her so um, that it was kind of like you have to give it away. I'm like, yeah. I want to help you, but I don't want to give away my precious health packs. No, that's Bring asking a lot. Packs. <laughs> exactly. Aren't you, you carrying health packs? packs? <laughs> pick up some crap, lady. I'm picking up. I can't pick up all the crap. You pick up some crap. Right. Um, but but it is encumbered. Exactly. I have to. <laughs> I, I, that is like the biggest thing right now. If you're on X or whatever, it's like, why did they do this? I know it's part of Skyrim and that was funny and all that fun stuff, but shouldn't there be like high-tech backpacks that essentially like it's limitless in space and it weighs nothing. It uses anti-gravity. I mean, science in the future should have solved encumberment. Come on, Bethesda. And it just gets that, especially weapons. It's like, I don't know if that's a good weapon or a bad weapon. When you look at the ground, Mm -hmm. there's a weapon there. It doesn't give you any stats. It just says it's a weapon. Or if there's ammo, and it's like, is that the right ammo? I can't tell because there's like 85 different weapons. There's 85 different ammo types. And is that the good version of the one or the bad one? I can't tell. It's not colored differently. Or it has like a big, this is a good one, Todd. Get the purple. I mean, so (laughs) it's kind of like Borderlands. If you've ever played Borderlands before, there are a billion weapons. And it's almost like you're always in a map or in a menu because you're like, well, which which weapon do I really want? This one's kind of good, and I can't really tell. And yeah, it's 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 not good for me. It's not good for Todd. Um, but um, I I'm very excited about where this game is going. Um, the 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 some characters are fantastic, and other characters run into them. Like you see the dead eyes, and the there's like 
a weird disconnect disconnect between the emotion or how they're talking versus what's on their face. And it's like, I'm like, mm. I can't tell if you're just like on a drug or something because you're coming off very flat <laughs> from your appearance. And the eyes just kind of follow you around. <laughs> it's very it weird. Snugs. Yeah. So, but so far, I, I just think this game is really cool. I'm enjoying it. Um, and it's definitely different than in regards to combat than Fallout because you had VATS. This one's a little bit different. Um, it's not like Skyrim, obviously, where it's more melee focused. So um, I, I'm excited to see where this goes. And there is a, I, if you got the premium version or the free version, earlier version, you do, there's an expansion for this game mm -hmm. that I'm like, we need more already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a story, something story focused, which is cool uh, because they've done that before with Fallout games. So I I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, is this going to be a game where you guys are just like, I'm all in, I'm going to finish this game and nothing gets in the way? Or will this be a game you're going to put down when another game comes out like Mario Wonder or something else assassin's creed mark whatever uh you know uh, you know another episode of sea of thieves uh you know monkey island comes out how are you guys gonna balance this because it's a big game that's a good question um Mom. just depending on your son obviously has an opinion on this <laughs> <laughs> Mom. um yeah, the only thing that I actually would probably do is if, if I'm at a point in the story where it's kind of at a lull and I'm just at the point where I'm like exploring and something else comes out, like an update, like for example, um, later on this month, uh, I want to say like on the 29th of September, Cyberpunk is going to be coming out with an expansion nice. on their Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. I, I've been dying. I can't wait. Of course, you know, what happened with Cyberpunk when it first came out, a lot of people have their doubts. But I'm there. I'm ready for it. So if I'm at a lull here in Starfield and don't have anything scheduled for Sea of Thieves coming up, I, again, it's all about scheduling. So I'm just like, I'll play it by ear. And then if I if I have time, I'll drop this one for a little bit, play that one, come back, you know, I bounce around. Uh, Starfield doesn't have Idris, El Idris Elba. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Or Keanu. Um, That's true. I, I like it. Uh... Keanu. Eldris, let's choose Keanu. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I like it. I, I, I'm kind of similar. Yeah. I, for for these kind of massive Bethesda games, it's always a double edged sword because they keep working on it. They keep iterating on it. If you played Skyrim when it first came out, versus you can download it now and it's Xbox Series enhanced. It's the best it's ever been playing Starfield in five years is going to be a much better experience. Hell playing it in probably six months months is going to be a much better experience. Um, that's just kind of gaming in general. I mean, we just got a patch. Uh, I think it already dropped or it might be dropping this week for, uh, for Jedi survivor that improves performance mode, locks it in on consoles at more like a smoother kind of 60 frames per second, uh, add some stuff to PC. Um, so it's, you know, you, that's, that's kind of gaming, but Bethesda games are even more so. So I can already imagine just based on what Todd was saying, like being able to look at a gun and see that comparison breakout menu before you pick it up. Is this better than what I'm rocking right now? You know, I, I'm sure they can add those kind of things 
and make these quality of life improvements. So the game's going to be a better experience to play it. So mm-hmm. with that kind of thing in mind, I'm going to put hundreds of hours into this game, but I'm not going to force myself not to play other things just to focus on this because I know if I come back to this game in six months, in a year, in two years, hopefully I'll be able to finish most of the main story or the main story completely or whatever, and then come back and just kind of pick and choose where I'm going to go, what I'm going to explore, all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to do that later. So that's another reason why I'm really kind of trying to golden path this as much as I can while still having fun uh, and exploring a little bit. But that's kind of my thought is let's get this out of the way. There's so much coming up. Mario Wonder, Assassin's Creed. There's other things that I still like. I I was playing uh, Starfield before we started recording, but I also played a couple of matches of Fortnite tonight because there was a couple of things that I wanted to do. So even immediately after release, I was still like, yeah, let's play that. Uh, You know, I played some uh, Battletoads Double Dragon on the Amberneck this weekend. I was comparing like the, yeah. The, uh, the NES and the Super Nintendo versions of both of those games and showing uh, playing it with my cousin. You're kind of like passing it back and forth. Um, so there's, yeah, I mean, there's always something that's going to distract me, but um, I'm not afraid of that when the game's like 5,000 hours long. Yeah, there's always something to do, and it feels like even if you get if you want to go off the veer off the path mark and you're like, that looks fun and shiny, I'm going to do that. It's, it's great for that, and... Th- like to your point uh that was my experience with cyberpunk um i oh i wanted to go back to cyberpunk i played a little bit first but my pc wasn't capable well that's what i'm saying but now i want to wait because when the dlc drops or the expansion drops they're also doing a 2.0 of cyberpunk where they're like it's like going to be a whole new game so it's like Mm -hmm. you know why not wait till it's the best shape so i did that with witcher witcher 3 i waited probably a year to or you two years to play that game I loved it. All the bugs were gone. It was amazing. They tweaked it. All of the expansions were out. I'm like, there's no bad thing. And like, you know, so I think if I don't finish it this year, I'm not going to be like, well, if I didn't finish it, I, uh, you know, I can't give it a score or can't get to a certain level of like, you know, game of the year for me, because I think if you get so much out of it, it can be your favorite game and you, you don't have to finish it. So I think that's a fair uh, evaluation. That's the exact point I want to hit. And with, Can yeah, I like call this the, my game of the year or not? And then I'm, I'm happy. And it's a really hard choice to, to pick game of the year, your favorite one out of the whole entire year that came out. Um, again, you with the Sea of Thieves. I've been playing that for five years, going on six. It's been my number one game. I always find myself coming back to it again because there's always mm-hmm. new things that are being released, new cosmetics, um, new challenges that other t- streamers have thrown out there. Like we have recently like Nightmare Mode. I don't know if you've heard of that, but basically you have to create a whole new profile and if you die like you have to get rid of and create another pirate. Like it's basically like a real life. If you die, you die. <laughs> So, and then same thing with Cyberpunk. When it first came out on PC, again, I couldn't play it because my PC was like crap. Um, So then when it came out for the Xbox, finally, I was so happy. And from that time frame that it was released onto the PC versus whenever it was released on Xbox, they had fixed so many glitches and so many things that the people were complaining about as far as like, I can't finish this mission because then she gets stuck, blah, blah, blah. When it came to Xbox, it was fine. And I was able to play it. 
And I literally, while other people were like rushing through the story and all that stuff, um, I was still on my one, uh, what do they call it, street kid. Mm. Just taking my sweet time, exploring the city, finding things, little, little, you know, knickknacks here and there and getting money as much as I could. And then when they released the information, the announcement of the new expansion that's coming out, I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. On top of the Netflix cyberpunk, that the, the movie that they released on Netflix, it just ties into everything. And they brought the movie into the game itself whenever they brought it to Xbox. And I was like, that's oh, right. That's, they have the expansion. That's a neat little thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this is so much fun. So I'm actually looking forward to Cyberpunk 2, but I can't choose like a specific game. It's, mm. it's hard. It's a hard decision. So I hope everybody's excited for Starfield. It actually goes live for everybody tomorrow on Xbox Game Pass, a PC Game Pass, whatever, uh, everywhere else, Steam. I'm playing it on Steam. Uh, you guys playing it on Xbox or PC? Yeah, Series X. Nice, yep, Xbox nice. Series X. And I, I'm, I'm happy I'm playing it on Steam because my son, because we share Game Pass, uh, we can't play at the same time on Game Pass because they don't allow you to. So he'll play it on Game Pass, either on Xbox or PC, and I can play it on Steam. Came with my uh, my uh, CPU, so it was great. So I can right. play there. Uh, I just wish they had cross-save between Steam and Xbox and Xbox mm. PC, but they don't. Yet. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm having a great time with my new PC. So it's 60 frames per second, baby. Woo! Loving it. Nice. Oh, well, I know it's, it's a great time to be a uh, overpriced PC gamer, as they would say. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Mark, what have you got else beyond the world of stars? Uh, well, I mentioned my my Amber Mac comparison, and, and really, that's that's it. Uh, I did not game as much this uh, long weekend as I, I hoped to, which usually happens with me anyway, but. There are a couple of videos that I posted last week that if you haven't checked them out, go check them out. The first one is Outright Games. I'm an Outright Games ambassador. I've talked about their games plenty of times on this show, and I'll continue to do so as they release great family-oriented stuff. So that's like the Paw Patrol games. Paw Patrol Racing is one of uh, Finn's favorites. Um, but they they sent a little like care package. So I got like a, a water bottle. Um a new hoodie and a hat, um, a little like mouse pad thing, like just like to, dad size or kid size. Um, not like like dad size, you know. But uh, but Finn definitely stole a bunch of stuff and was just like, I don't know where the water. Oh dare he steal things for kid games? I, <laughs> I did put the hoodie on him, and it was just it looked like a dress, and the arms were just hilariously long. But he he did take the hat for a little while, so um, so he enjoyed that. The other thing that I got was the 8-BitDo brand new microcontroller. So if you haven't seen the video for this one, if you haven't seen any photos, it is a tiny, tiny little controller, um, like half the size or, or not even quite, a little bit bigger than, uh, or a little smaller than than like a Joy-Con. It is very wow. small. It is, yeah, it's, see my it's face. tiny. I was like... It's... Do you like carpal you know, tunnel syndrome, like kids? I was about to say used to this, and then the way you're yeah, describing it, this, uh, this is like a vape, and I'm like, yeah, it's smaller tiny. than that. It is it smaller is than a Joy-Con. It's yeah, it's like these are. There's my AirPod Pro case. Like it's a little bit bigger than this. Um, 
I should have grabbed it before, but it's in another room, so I'm not going to run. But it is not for me. It is for Finn, who is three and very interested in the games that I've been playing. Uh, he loves playing along, and I, I love, especially, again, outright games for those kind of modes where it's auto-drive, it's auto-play, auto-steer, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's there's kid-friendly modes, and I got this for him for those. So you can play basically anything on Switch that you can play with a single Joy-Con, so like things like Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers U, all that kind of stuff will play perfectly with this controller. Um, so we played through Super Mario Brothers U. I was Mario, he was Nabbit, and we got through the level. His first ever time playing, and it's a perfect fin size controller. Uh, if you've ever played with a Joy-Con, the buttons on this, because I had to test it out myself, uh, the buttons on this are better spaced than a Joy-Con. So if you feel really, really cramped on a Joy-Con, it's not by much. You can see it in the video that I posted. So check Instagram if you want to see that. Um, so it's not like it's not significantly more spaced out than a Joy-Con, but like it's a little bit more comfortable for adult hands. But again, not for me. It was like 20 bucks. And, and it's got, got a D-pad a too, which which makes it really and nice versus yeah. little, little buttons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a D-pad. It's um, you know, but it has the both shoulder buttons. Like it literally has everything except the sticks that you would need to play a Switch game. Um, but I like Finn was so happy playing Super Mario. I'm gonna go into Super Mario Maker two and make some stages oh, that's for great it. Yeah, just some very simple. And this is the way I started. Uh, with my nephews of just making simple stages, like one with like literally one gap that they have to jump over. You jump over the gap, you hit the end of the stage, it celebrates and you're great. Uh, another one with like one or two enemies and just kind of gradually build those up. And I'm sure I still have some of those saved, but if not, I'm going to just build up some stages for Finn and just let him kind of like learn the mechanics of games and, and play that way. So I, Again, it was just one of those things where it was like, this is so cheap that I have to get it. And it's perfect, like three-year-old hand sized. Um, I probably won't use it in any significant way myself, but it was totally worth getting just to see his face. And his unboxing is hilarious because he he unboxed the thing. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really neat. 8-Bit Dome makes some great stuff. It instantly seamlessly connected to my Switch. It's... Um, it's really good. So, uh, great, great product. It's, it's, um, it's nice. And if, if you're looking for something that's kind of like a joy con, but has a better D pad, check it out. Mark, I recommend, uh, showing Finn or let him play some of the music levels in super Mario brothers that people have made. Those are so much yeah. fun and they're like no difficulty. It's just yeah, it's, make it's music. Just and that's a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's going to really enjoy that game some of that game obviously not yeah. the the more complex levels and stuff but he shouldn't play logan's levels let him play the release <laughs> no. i made a few levels, levels that it's uh yeah. man my, my friends and i like we used to just make the toughest levels that it was like pixel perfect jumps and we we just spend our lunch hours at work and stuff just making these levels like passing the switch back and forth and just being like you can't make this yes i can Exactly, because you, you can't post it until you beat it. So somebody had to beat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, the yeah. no troll no troll mode. Yeah, 
Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's basically what I've been up to. What about yourself? Or, well, uh, um, no. just just giving you a status on the game that I will, will probably be playing forever is Tears of the Kingdom. I have like 65 mm-hmm. hours in this game now. Uh, I finally beat the Water Temple. Uh, Logan has been my Sherpa and also taunting me because he's like, Dad, you didn't do that. <laughs> but what he did help me do is get the Master Sword. All I will say, I won't give away how you get the Master Sword, Mark, but holy crap. Unless you know how to get the Master Sword, you ain't finding the Master Sword. And even getting it, like Logan was like, oh, it's usually there. Oh, my God. And then and then what he did, he's like, Dad, don't screw it up. Because you can screw it up once you get to the Master Sword. And that's the when you, when you want to get the Master Sword, make sure you look cool. Because it's ultimately that <laughs> moment where you look cool. And if you look like a doofus, like your stuff doesn't match, you look goofy, you're kind of like just like dad mode you're like oh my stuff doesn't look good but i i'm fully protected i'm totally practical dad you know i'm wearing a fanny pack and you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my shirt's buttoned all the way up and i got a pocket protector so he helped me find the master sword master sword is really cool because in this game um you can fuse things to it um which makes it even better like so it's like the master sword's awesome and you can do this it's very cool so that made it fun and just finding it was really interesting the game has i think a much better story so far find all of the memories though i love how you find the memories in this game which are the story moments it's not like oh remember that picture of that tree find that tree and then you'll do it i'm like what no it's like crap circles which is just so weird but it's so much fun um so i think i am gonna golden path the rest of this um, just because I want to beat this game. <laughs> I can play forever because I could get distracted and try to find something else to do. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. I've got two temples down, two more to go. We'll see how it goes and when I'll actually get to play it. I don't know if I'm going to get to play anymore before the end of the year, but hopefully I do. Um, especially when I'm going to be Thanksgiving. I'm in Michigan visiting relatives, mm-hmm. and then my in-laws are coming for 10 days over Christmas break. So imagine trying to find gaming time. Yeah, not better at all. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> and then lastly, um, I tried out Armor Core 6. Uh, Gamefly sent it. I tried it. This game is, if you're into just an all-on mech fighting game from, from, from software with lots of difficulty, but it's more of a straightforward game. It, you know, you have weapons, you have save points, you have this, these big bosses. It's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of custom, custom ability, customizability between your mechs. And it's a lot of fun. You get like a sword and you get all these uh, uh, missiles, uh, heavy guns. You can get uh, tank treads and this this like your jetpack. You can fly forever in the air. And it's like you have just this cool vista. It's a beautiful looking game. Performs great. But I knew that this is a game that would not be for me from a difficulty perspective. It's very difficult. Mm. Um, that's why Logan is now on a couch behind me. That's what he's playing right now. And he was showing me the first, like the second boss. I'm like, ain't no way in hell I can do it. It's almost like a, a one of those shoot shmups where it's like, there's a billion bullet hells coming at you and it's all the missiles. He's like, dad, I can't do this. I'm like, yeah, it's not for me, but it's a cool mm-hmm. game. So if you're looking for something different, and that is like a great palate cleanser for like a Starfield, Armor Core 6, it's very cool, but uh, definitely not for me from a difficulty perspective, but it was fun to play when I did. Yeah, if Logan's like, I can't do this, like, who has a is chance? It, Come on. Is it free on Game Pass? <laughs> is it, do you have to buy it? No, it's a $60 game. That's why I have Gamefly. Oh, okay. I still, I'm like the, probably the only people on the planet has Gamefly for like 15 bucks a month. I can get any new game. They ship it to nice. me. 
play it. Yeah, so that's how I'm going to play Mortal Kombat. That's how I'm going to play a few other games. And it's it's so much better because I don't have to love a game. I can just try it and enjoy it. So, um, yeah. Oh, well, uh, that is what we've been gaming, folks. Um, now it's time to get into the bonus round. So the bonus round is kind of playing into this is one of the best years in gaming and uh, anticipation for a game. And does it actually pay off with so many games announced five years from now, six years from now, we know we're not getting the next like elder scrolls for like 10 years, but they showed a screen Metroid prime four. They showed a screen. People are really anxious for that game. Um, you know what? I remember when, after uh, when breath of the wild was coming out, people were so anxious mm-hmm. for that game and they were so anticipated. They didn't know what to know. And they changed that game multiple times. Breath of the wild, you know, tears of the kingdom. What was that going to be? People were, were anxious. Didn't know. So some games become tears of the kingdom. Some games become um, Duke Nukem Forever or 3D. Is that, the, is that the Duke Nukem one? Some games just don't pan out. Um, so with that, oh, that I one, wanted like, 12 to... years in the making. Oh, God. And they changed <laughs> like 85 that, different they engines. Just, they just killed it like that. No. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think people, you know, pe- babies, people were married, had babies, went to college, retired and, you know were buried during the making of that game. Um, they were aged, you know? Yeah. It took 25 years off your life. Uh, but with that, my question to both of you, what game was the most, what was game had you most obsessed for every detail up to launch? You're just, it was your anticipated game, regardless of it turned out or not. What was that game? You want me to go first? Sure. Yep. Shockingly, not Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Mine actually was uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, Okay. Hogwarts Legacy. um, The Harry Potter series in general um, basically came out when we were, when I was a kid, back back in the 1997, 98, the books itself, itself. I read through all the books front and back multiple times. And then like several years later, the movies came out. And then I was obsessed with the movies because what they brought was my imagination. What I saw in my head from reading the books, they brought it on screen. And mm-hmm. then 10 years, 12 years later, they announced Hogwarts legacy. And I'm like, <gasps> that is my facial expression. Oh my God. I can, mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of it. And then the way the, they described the, the world itself, it was open world concept. You can go in and explore the dark forest and uh, the, for, the forbidden forest. And it was, it was it was just like, wow. When it came out, I was super excited. It did, for me, it did live up to the hype because the Hogwarts house and in, in, in the school of witchcraft and wizardry, what you see in the movies, what you see in your head when they describe everything is what exactly you saw. Mm. on the game itself and i was like just mesmerized about all the detail that they put in and everything like that so hogwarts legacy was my most anticipated uh video game and then all the other stuff happened yeah well it's it's (laughs) funny about that game because you think about all the other harry potter games that came before it were essentially just like oh it's it's, it's, "Eh." at least it's, it's harry potter at least um, but yeah, they, none of them like, really nailed anything great, right? They didn't get Quidditch. They didn't get the characters. They didn't really get the whole vibe to it. But this one, <sighs> when it came out and it hit, everybody was like, whoa, 
because the cat, the like Hogwarts, uh, the Hogwarts school itself was so full of detail, and anything mm. that you came up to was able to interact with, just like you would like in real life. You know, if you've ever been to Universal Studios. Anything that you had, you know, if you bought an interactive wand over there, that's basically how the game was. You could wave your wand and something would flash like, oh, like mm -hmm. I got to go look over here and check it out. Like it was it was just immaculate. And so I just I don't know. I love that game. And I still do. I'm actually um, shockingly because, you know, I'm I'm I, I'm a squirrel brain. I, I jump from game to game. And I pick it up whenever I'm in a mood or whatever. So I recently got back into Hogwarts, and I'm barely finishing my first run through of the game itself. Like I have not yet completed this. What? Yes. Like I'm in Hufflepuff. You know, I started my, and I'm not yet done because I'm taking my sweet time and trying wow. to do everything and explore everything and see everything because that's how I am. I'm just like, ooh, look at the shiny rock. Ooh, look at these cute little flowers that look like little horns. <laughs> So Don't wait. Just, you've you've got so many animals you need to breed too. It's yes. just going to take up half your time. The animals itself. Um, I haven't. I've captured a few animals, but I have not yet like gone to the point of breeding or anything like that. I'm just like, no. I'm going to go in and fight all the you know the the camps of the goblins first, and then they're like, oh well, you got to test out your broom. And I'm like racing, and the, there's so much other stuff to do. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay. And I'm the type of person that, like, especially during um, with the broom races, uh, the trials that they have, I if I don't beat it, I will do it again, and I will do it mm -hmm. again, and I will do it again until I get fast enough where I can beat their time, and then I do it again one more time to see if I can beat my own time. So <laughs> I take my time when playing games. I don't rush into them, and it's ridiculous because I have, like, 50 million games that I've started, and I don't think I'll ever finish them. I have plenty of games. Just ask my husband. No, shame. Like, no more games. <laughs> no more games <laughs> until you finish at don't, least one. <laughs> don't call it a pile of shame. Call it a collection. Yeah. That way it's yeah. something you it's revere, you appreciate, but you're but, not shamed by its yeah. existence. But then I still yeah. play them. Like I still like sure. I'll take my time to come back and play, you know, several days of worth of, you know, gameplay. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I feel like a Halo Halo session now. And I'll play, you know, two or three days of Halo. And, mm. you know. Go back and forth. Mark, how many hours did Loren uh, play of Hogwarts? All of them. <laughs> all, all of them. She, uh, she just actually tonight finished a 100% run. And I'm talking everything. 100% finished. Every collection, every potion, every animal, whatever. If there's 100% of something that you can do, she did that tonight and just finished it uh mm -hmm. maybe two hours ago uh, see i'm barely time, but, yes. barely finishing and getting my um demiguys statues mm. what I'm, i, ha oh I have two goodness. more demiguys statues that i cannot get to and every time yeah, I, she, I get uh, near one she says it mine now demiguys <laughs> i can't get it like i'm like why mm -hmm. can't i open the door Oh, my wife always loved it when I was doing the revealio. Like, really? <laughs> She's heard it a billion times. Revealio. Exactly. I'm doing it constantly. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm bad about that. I'm like, yeah, I love this capsule. 
exactly yeah i love that game i think i put about 50 hours that game so good and it didn't even have quidditch in it but we know we're getting a quidditch game so um well that's awesome yeah having something fulfill your promise is so makes you so fat happy yeah it's a warm hug not just like my my promise but my my childhood you know it's the nostalgia Mm. of it that that makes it just so much better i feel like just because growing up like growing up and and watching the the evolution of from book to movie to video game is pretty pretty awesome too nice yeah nice mark it's a game that what what's your most anticipated game of all time past present future um i'm gonna say probably super smash brothers was one of the most one of my most hyped games like the like super smash brothers um was it brawl because i know i was very anticipatory for for leg uh for for melee but i think it was brawl that they started running out the trailers with the guest appearances um so I remember when like snake you know they did the trailer oh it was a character yes, reveal, yes. reveal yep. trailer and then it yep. was like the end of the trailer for the game and then it went black for a couple of seconds and you heard that little like bring 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 and it came up just like it does in the game of like snake we need and it was like what are they doing with this this is amazing so it was like that level of hype and i remember like try and back in those days you know you're waiting for hours for a video to download or play it wasn't like now where you just press it and it goes so like my brother and i were just so obsessed with with that game and it sold it like all the smash brothers games always live up to the hype so that one really really sticks out for me as far as like hype level living up to it just like knocking it out every single one of them does it but like that one specifically where they started bringing characters in for the first time really from outside nintendo franchises because smash brothers was great melee was amazing but brawl it was just like the hype was just on another level i believe it they've done it every every time they've got a new version now they know exactly how to play those cards pull at the heartstrings do the banjo reveal they're pretty amazing yeah yeah yeah. What about yourself? What uh, What's living up to your hype? You know, this is going back, but uh, the reason I bought a GameCube was Resident Evil 4. Uh, it was the Capcom, what was the Capcom 5, 6, whatever they called it. Those Capcom yeah. games were coming to GameCube. And it, mm-hmm. I loved Resident Evil. I, I, I didn't actually play 2 or 3 for some reason. I'm not sure why. I don't know. Why. But the when I GameCube saw the trailer... such a... It was such a Resident Evil machine, and you had the remake there first. Correct, you had then Zero, an exclusive with Zero. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. man, amazing. It it was it was crazy, and then we get to see what Resident Evil, modern Resident Evil, has become now because of that game. I mean, and apparently that wasn't exactly that wasn't supposed that wasn't the first Resident Evil four. Like they made a game that was more traditional and things like that. And then they scrapped it. Mikami, I believe, is the the creator of RE4. And um, I mean, just it blew me away. Just the visuals and the control, the control mechanisms. It kind of got rid of all the clunk and it really made it more of a um, a joy to play, not just a 
joy to enjoy the environment, but you were always struggling with the controls, the tank controls and the limited, like things we talked about, you know, with the, the limited inventory, the, 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 the ribbon and things like that. It just blew me away. When I saw that village, when they showed that like little demo of the village people and they're like crazy and you're trying to escape. I'm like, I just could not stop. And that was the reason I bought the GameCube. It wasn't for Zelda. It wasn't for Mario. I loved all those other things, but it was Resident Evil 4. So that game and wow, it just blew me away. And then eventually they announced, oh, it's coming to PlayStation 2. But I didn't care. I loved it so much. A while later, I ate though, it up. Oh, yeah. I think it was like a year or two later. You know, the yeah. GameCube was dying and they needed more skept. I was like, oh, we need some sales. So let's do this. But yeah, great game. Reinvention of the series. And really, yeah, that game lived up to the hype for me. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was worried uh, and it didn't let me down. And that was those days where you had very little uh, video online. I think at that point, IGN was really coming along with getting some video out there before YouTube really came about when you would watch those. Like, work, going to work was great because if you had a high-speed connection at work like I did, you know, I could watch cool stuff. It was great. So, yeah, it was definitely Resident Evil 4 for me. Um, nice. Yeah, so uh, now we're going to go, what games lived up to the hype? So we talked about, I guess, have we already covered that? Because you talked about yeah, Hogwarts Legacy I, that lived up the hype. Mark, you talked about Smash Brothers. I talked about, um, you know, Resident Evil 4. They all did, which is great. So what's a game that didn't live up to the hype? That was kind of like, you're, you're so in, and then you see the review score. Or you see the video, you're like, oh, that does not look good. Oh, boy. But I'm going to try it. But oh, I'm not, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So is there a game for either of you that were like, oh, boy, <sighs> can we do have a do over? Any coming to mind, Savage? So you're like racking not, your brain. I know. I'm just trying because like typically with the games that I play, like I'll read about them first and then i'll mm. I, I don't buy them right away i wait till i see other people buy them and then check out the reviews and if the majority of the reviews are like that's such a great game then i'll buy it because i'm like all right somebody's already like tried it for me <laughs> they already like like it um let's see mm. the only game that i could think of was maybe grand theft grand theft uh it it's to me it's just like recycled content i mm. i with grand theft 5 that came out and all that stuff i'm just like you're doing the same stuff basically same mission you know stupid you know stuff like i don't grant i do have it just because you know it's there um uh, on the case of i don't feel like playing you know dead by daylight or anything else and i'm just like in one of those meh moods just to do rat like drive crazy yeah i'll pull it grand theft auto <laughs> but it's just uh one of those other games that just didn't really do it for me so that's probably mine it's funny it's whenever i see i mean i've never really gotten really deep into a grand theft auto and every time i see the trailers and all the hype for it, i'm like oh i'm all in i'm gonna get into it i'm like eh, maybe not yeah i play a little bit and then i'm back away and it's like ah, yeah yep yeah. That's basically how it is. Yeah. It's just like the same old recycled stuff, the same like the stories, different characters, the missions are they're OK. But the, in, in the end, like and I don't know if it's just because the map itself, it's it's a decent sized map. Yes. But you can't interact with a lot of things. And I think that's mm -hmm. 
for me, like, cause I'm more of an adventurer. I like to go things and poke and prod and look around and all that. And it's very closed off. You know, there's only certain things that you can look at throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So. Eh. Sure. <laughs> Mark, what about you? For me, uh, two come to mind. One of them is going to be very controversial, but I remember being like super hyped. And this is like the time when this happened. So like IGN was just becoming a thing. It was, I think even back in those days, it was still N64.com and then evolved into IGN 64 and then just IGN. Uh, but like back in the N64.com days, my brother and I got weirdly obsessed with a game called Buck Bumble. What about now? It's time to rock with the bigger debug Bumble. What about now? It's time to rock with the bigger debug Bumble. Bump to the bump to the bump to the base. Bump to the bump to the bumble. Bump to the bump to the bump to the base. Bump to the bump to the bumble. Bump to the bump to the bump to the base. Bump to the bump to the bumble. Bump to the bump to the bump to the base. Bump to the bump to the bumble. Bump to the boot to the boot to the boot boot. Bump to the base of the base base. Bump to the boot to the boot to the boot. Bump to the base of the base base. That song is still absolute fire. Like, yes. No. But I remember just being like so pumped for that. Like it had to come out and it had to be the greatest effing thing ever. And I will still put that theme song on and just jam out to it. Um, but like when you hype yourself that much up for a game that is, it's just like, you know, and, and your your expectations are like, this is going to be like a Pixar B with guns and action and it's going to be better than, you know, Mario 64. And it's just like, well, okay, but it's keep in mind, it's Buck Bumble, like 12 year old Mark. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like that was kind of like a WTF moment. Of Mark's like, writing okay, fan fiction about straight. Buck Bumble and all <laughs> his backstory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but I, from the story that they created about Buck Bumble, I'm pretty sure Mark can come up with some better stuff in his backstories. <laughs> And it's actually create probably, a great game out of that. But uh, yeah. I agree. Like, it was a uh, horrible game. You know, it was, yeah, I mean, it was what it was, right? Like, uh, but the, so so another one for, for me, and again, this is this is going to be some hot takes. So just just come at me if you want to. I'm I'm OK with it. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island <sighs> never mm. quite clicked for me especially not in the way that Super Mario World did, which is tied for my favorite game of all time mm. with Super Mario Brothers. So the original Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario World, top two games of all time, either tied for number one or go back and forth between one and two, but they are instant always favorites. And the crying baby mixed with controlling Yoshi mixed with just like not targeting what I wanted the targeting, just everything was, I got what they were trying. I got, they were trying something different, but don't call it. I think it was calling it super Mario world and then not 
you know, if they just called it like, I, and I appreciate the Yoshi games for what they are. If they just called this Yoshi's Island, great, awesome. But my hype level and expectation were set for a traditional Super Mario Brothers game in some sense of like power-ups and running through stages as Mario, like every other Mario game has kind of delivered before and after for the most part. Um, That was one of the first ones where I was just like, I get they're trying something different here, but like, nah. (laughs) And this is a follow-up. Here's a baby Mario. Right. But it was even back in that day, it was still like Super Mario World was like my favorite game ever. And I remember that kind of disappointment of like, no, this is this is not for me. Like my, I, my question I, I is, still, is, yeah. is why the creators decided to turn Yoshi, or, I mean Mario and Luigi, into babies. Though, like we were kids itself. Right. Why did they try to like revert it back to like infanthood? <laughs> like we're right. just, I mean, don't get me wrong. The idea, maybe if it was a Mario writing full-grown Mario riding a full-grown Yoshi, you know. Yoshi's a dinosaur. Was, we all know that. Just Was Miyamoto having kids at that point, maybe? He was like, I, I gotta take care of these damn kids, and they keep getting <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody steal my kid, and he's crying! <laughs> so weird. I don't know. And I do appreciate that game. I like going back to play that game, but I can't, even now, I can't hold it up to the standard of Super Mario World. I have to think of it as a Yoshi game rather than a Mario game. Yeah. And then I can go and enjoy it. And I've played through that game a couple of times and it's always just like, okay, cool. This is like the first Yoshi game. And then I go and play like Yoshi's story or whatever. And it's just like, okay, that now I can enjoy it. That's, that's neat. Um, so I do have one more before we move on to someone else. And that's an emotional roller coaster. That was the Zelda space world 2000 demo of oh, the God, super yeah. realistic Zelda game that, we were kind of promised or not even promised, but like shown as a tech demo and everyone assumed it was a promise of like, you are getting this as a follow-up from Ocarina and Majora's mask. And it's going to be super realistic. It's going to be pushing what the GameCube can do, which was the most powerful console uh, at the time. And this was just going to like rock your world. And we saw this thing and it's fighting a giant spider. And it was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is real. And then we got a picture like a year or two later of wind waker. And it was like, excuse me, what in the Pixar loving <laughs> did you just do to my super realistic? But then, then Nintendo being Nintendo was like, shut up and just give me your money. And I was like, okay, you're going to like burn it. Me. And then yeah. freaking wind waker is, Oh, there we go. I've yeah. got a Wind Waker tattoo for a game that I was like, why are they doing this to me? Like one of the best games ever made. But at the time I remember just being like, Nintendo is snorting lines and just it's for babies, Mark. <laughs> doing some craziness. Yeah. Let me see that tattoo uh, again. They put babies in my <laughs> Zelda game. <laughs> it's Yoshi Island all over again. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was just like, what you're ruining Zelda. Zelda's realistic. Ocarina was amazing. And then Majora's Mask was so dark and so brutal and so creepy. And now you're making a cartoon 
What? Yeah. After showing it's us like this a, space a, world like demo a of a giant spider? 180 from what they were doing already. Yeah. But then it comes out and it's like one of the best games ever made. And it's like, I okay, fine. And that's the point where I was just like, Nintendo, do what you want, man. I trust you. You got my money. Yeah. Fool me once, you got um, me. That was <laughs> Fool it. me twice, they just, I believe you. Just, you know, <laughs> yep, okay, cool. You want to make a gardening game about alien things that you throw at giant th- Pikmin? Let's go. Four of them. What amazing franchise. Like just you got these weird furries on an island, and I, yeah. uh, they build, build houses. It'll sell 32 million copies. And yep. it did. Mortgage simulator with trash pandas. Let's sign me up, Nintendo. I just did, okay. I trust you. Let's now. get another COVID um, in the house and let's so sell weird. another yeah. 32 million copies. <laughs> so weird. So weird. But that was, that was one of those games when you, you said like the anticipated games. I remember like that, that hype yeah. roller coaster of space world, wind waker, hate, love, tragedy, amazingness, perfect gameness. Just, just, yeah. Always sticks out to me. Um, Todd. What do you? What uh, do you it's gonna. This is gonna. Well, I have two. This is gonna. One is gonna break uh, uh, Mark's heart, uh, but the other one is uh, not gonna break anybody's heart. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I really enjoyed I Red Dead. Uh, I really loved Undead Nightmare, and then we got Red Dead Redemption Two, which I know it's acclaimed, uh, and I can't say the game is bad, but it's almost like they took all the. F- fun out of it and said you need to brush your horse and then you need to like it's going to take you forever to look through a drawer to get stuff it's like they went too deep i mean everything i saw about the game looks this looks amazing it looks like a tarantino western and and it's awesome and oh my god it's so beautiful and then they open the game like i'm riding my horse through snow and it's taken me like 18 hours and this is the opening it's beautiful and all but Man, this is some indulgent, you know, director stuff. And and then I just had to give up. I just I'm like, I'm just not finding the fun. I get the beautiful beauty and the 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 um the just the attention to detail. I totally do. But for me, I just could not find the fun in the game to keep me playing. I'd rather it be a three hour cutscene movie and totally love it than Oh God, what am I doing next? Oh, this is going to take 15 hours to get to a place and my horse is going to die of syphilis and I'm going to cry. And then what is your horse doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably a side mission. Listen, little lady, it gets real lonely out in the wilderness. <laughs> I got tired of looking in drawers for penicillin and I gave up 13 hours later. Couldn't find it. Wasn't on my mini map. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Um, so yeah, you know, I was, exactly, I was gonna say that one too. Like Red Dead Redemption, like I I loved the part one, part two. I was just like, doesn't have the same vibe. It takes forever to go anywhere to do anything. Yeah, scenery is great. I, I agree with you. It was pretty. I was like, I can do a screenshot of it and and use that as like a, a desktop background. But again, it was just it was. I was gonna tell you that one too. I was like, eh. And the reviews yeah, also like the reviews were horrible. People are like. Why? And I <laughs> yeah. think they just try to make it a little bit more. Um, I think they try to make it a little bit more. Because um, you know how you said pet your horse and all that stuff. They uh, where there's a word for it, like a simi. Exactly. It's okay. There too go. immersive. Sim- simlish. It's... They try to make it more sim sim uh, simlish. I don't know. Like the Sims. 
basically. <laughs> I get frustrated. Yeah, you're, 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 it's too deep in the details for you yeah. to just really accomplish what you need to do. I mean, it's kind of like, well, what if Starfuel was all about um, trying to wax your, your spaceship, but you didn't have the right wax, and you had to go find some more wax, and then it took you 13 hours to wax your ship. But then you realize you had a scratch in it and you had to go get some buff out. That's kind of what it turned into. It's like, oh, oh, God, uh, I've fallen down. a, 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 a Yeah. I, so I know I piss off people. So we're going to move on to another one. I'm just going to piss off Mark. Um, and that game would be Anthem. I love Bioware. I love I Mass Effect. I oh, my God. I wanted to love Anthem so much. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Iron Man with Mass Effect. This is going to be amazing. They always get the character development, the storytelling so well, and then adding what everything they learned from Mass Effect plus these mechanics, it's going to be awesome. And then I essentially got through like the first two missions, and I'm like, mm, it's like a live service game, and I don't love it. These missions feel empty, and the stuff I get, and I can't put my gear on until I go back, and it's like, oh. And I know the game improved over time, it's just I feel so bad about that team because everything I saw looks so good. And you find out that the team essentially was not told what the final game was going to be. Then the EA said, we got to do this. And then they, they the leadership left and they came in. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad so bad the team because I think that tech is so awesome for flying and I want it to be used in something awesome. I know we're getting an Iron. I think we're getting an Iron Man game. Um, are we getting an Iron Man game? Yeah. From EA? So. Okay. Yeah. Use that tech. But anybody that has like yeah. flying mechs, use that tech. But so disappointing. I was hoping it was going to be amazing. I thought it was going to take everything with Mass Effect and add like that action element. And I thought it was going to be amazing. Just did not do it for me. And I know, Mark, it helped you through a bad time in your life. And I'm yeah. glad you had it. It just did nothing for me. Yeah. No, I, I um, funny enough, I was talking to someone about Anthem um, like maybe a month ago, if that. And I was just like, yeah, that one, that one kind of helped me through like a dark time, but like, I can still appreciate, um, that it wasn't good. Like I just needed like a suit of armor around me and that game gave me that. But like, aside from just being able to fly around and kind of escape what was going on in my life, like, yeah, that, that game obviously had some glaring problems. And you mentioned Iron Man and it, it just reminded me of like the Avengers too. Like that game oh. was, it was like, oh, they're finally doing an Avengers game. And then we saw the art style and the gameplay and everything else and it was just like why are any of these decisions being made like the the hype train got derailed almost before it could get chugga chugging um for for the avengers game but like but anthem i thought had had a fighting chance but yeah the uh same kind of fate really yeah did you ever show the um the other game oh was it the not the avengers uh guardians of the galaxy game Oh, oh, I loved that. Too. Oh, I loved that game. It was so. You liked it? Okay, I guess I didn't like the art style because it wasn't like. Oh, I totally get that. The similar to you know the actual Marvel because of course copyright and whatnot, but I I don't know. I just didn't like it. Uh, I totally get that. That game was not for everybody. It, to me, it just like nailed a couple, a very few, a lot of things really well, but a lot of people yeah. got hung up. And if it, the longer you stay with that game, the more it paid off. But I totally get it. It wasn't for everybody, but I loved mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. See, nobody knows how to design games because you hated it. <laughs> everybody has their likes and dislikes. So if dev, devs, if you listen to us, do what you do because you can't make us happy. We're going to buy it anyway. Doing our own thing. 
put babies in Mario. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> babies and everything. Make a cartoon link. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Super deformed creatures. Why not? Uh, oh, well. You know, didn't want to end on a, on a sad note because, you know, this year I think the hype is played out. I think most games are delivering and we're in a great time for games. All the games we're seeing that are coming out, like Mario Wonder, I think that, 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 that uh, direct for that looks so cool and so fun. And then Spider-Man looks like it's going to be hype. I mean, I hope nothing disappoints us this year because we've had such a great year. My goodness. Absolutely. Oh, well. Yeah. So that is it for the show. But before we leave, Savage, tell people where they can check you out. And once again, thank you for joining us. Oh, no problem. It's always been a, it's always a blast here. Um, where you can find me is all on social media, like uh, Facebook and Twitter or X. I don't know what to call it anymore. The Twitter thing, the bird. Um, Instagram is all Lamorta Savage. So if you look up Lamorta Savage anywhere, I'm the only one that pops up. So it's pretty cool. Excellent. Keep doing that awesome stuff you do in do. Uh, Sea of Thieves. And if anybody needs someone to take them through it, I just need an Uber in Sea of Thieves. That's all I need. I need I need somebody to drive my ship for me, take me around. I call up an Uber, take me where I'm going. Then I'll go my stuff. So that's all I need. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, I've, I've exactly. for real though. Like if you ever want to pick up Sea of Thieves, look me up because I think at this point I've probably trained, uh, not really trained, but kind of shown the ropes and kind of gotten them all hooked up and addicted to Sea of Thieves themselves. I probably like maybe six people already, and each one have gotten their pirate level, uh, pirate legend status, and and we're there. They took off, and I'm like. All right, next. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Let me show you. Let me show you the cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So follow Savage. Learn all about Sea of Thieves, and she'll help you out. She's all there, and she has some awesome videos. So check her out, and she streams as well on Twitch. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, mm-hmm. Mark, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere as the underscore Canardian. I'm not over on X as much, but I still check it out. But you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and threads. And of course, hanging out in the Secret Friends Unite Discord channel. And every once in a while, I will. I, I, I always see what's going on. I'm so bad at, uh, at Discord because I'm part of a bunch of Discords, including Savages. But I always just like pop in the channels every day and read what's going on. But I so rarely like contribute to other channels that it's just like I'm just like one of those lurkers that everyone hates. And it's just like I got to get better at that. See, in my channel, I don't mind those people. Like we only have like in mine, like maybe 75 people. But majority of my people are married. They have kids. They have full time jobs. They're doing all sorts of stuff. And that's what I put in. Like, hey, we're not very active. We're there. And we know I see you. We're good. And yeah. yeah. But but you're good. So if you want to join a not so active discord that has no pressure and <laughs> no pressure <laughs> and, and actually being there, just kind of like scroll through and see what's happening. Then yeah, that's my discord. <laughs> For sure. This, there's a lot on discord folks find a group you like, mm-hmm. but also find niche areas where you like in the internet and just go in there for help if you need and participate and be helpful. That's all you ask. Be kind. Sure. Rewind. Um, same thing in our group. We just want people to have a good time. If something sparks your interest, you have questions, we'll find somebody for you. Music, food, tech, uh, whatever. We'll, we'll get you right space. So um, myself at Tioxtra on 
X also on threads, which I'm trying to do better on, uh, and also on Instagram, trying to do better there as well. And also, uh, secret friends unite, uh, all of the discord is the great place to find us. Our, um, our, uh, Patreon find us there as well. Get a free trial, check it out guys and share with your friends. So with that, thank you, Savage. Thank you, Mark. And as always, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.